Welcome back to another episode of Over the Bar Podcast. Uh, Sal is out this week. I'm back. Uh, Sean and Matt here with you guys uh, this week. Lots of stuff to get into. Obviously, the big one, uh, Liverpool United uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, we also have uh, some some you know UCL stuff to go over as well, um, and our picks for the for the coming week and some fun little stuff to go over too. Um, so let's kick things off. I mean, obviously, Sean, I uh, I've been waiting for this you know this week for the longest of times, and now it's finally come. Uh, Liverpool United Sunday, eleven thirty. Um, in my opinion, biggest rivalry in sports. Maybe not in all of sports from the American perspective. I'd say on a the, global scale, the biggest rivalry in English football, in top flight English football. Absolutely, um, and it's going to be it's going to be one of those ones that could have a lot of goals in it. From what we're looking at, a lot of injuries going into this. Tiago Alcantara out for Liverpool. Um, they did just get Curtis Jones back, so that is a boost in their midfield where they they were pretty weak this week. Um, uh, Man United, though, maybe without Bruno Fernandes. Uh, he is in a, a doubt to go for Sunday um, after playing uh, pretty pretty well in their comeback win um, in the Champions League. So it would be a sort of load management type of thing, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, it doesn't. It, there's, there's no real specifics as to what he's really going through right now. Um, but obviously, Ale has you know, called him a doubt. But then again, Ale you know, has done that before in games against Liverpool and the players played. So... We'll see what happens there. I might need a new fantasy captain is what you're saying. Do you have him on your fantasy team? I haven't updated my fantasy squad in a good couple of weeks. It's, it happens every year because it's a 38-match season. Do you have the it rankings just, on there? Can you find where, where oh, you, um, uh, you, Sal, and I are? I was doing so well originally, and yeah. Out of the three of us, you right were in first. I got to sign back in. That's, That's how long you've been out of... When I was yesterday, <laughs> I told you I was trying to find my Amazon password after probably a good two years of not needing it for anything. Yeah, we finally get the Wi-Fi fixed at the bar, and then uh, all the passwords kind of go along with it. So, yeah, that was that was, uh, that was a weird week as far as that goes. But anyways. I had to re-log into everything that my Amazon it, account what, normally does anyway. What do you got? At 38 points last week, that's not good. No, that is... Did you have any? Would you have one player play? I'm 268th in the Wolf's Beer Garden group. There's only there, 300. And something yeah, there aren't there. many more than 268. 311. 311. Okay. One of them has only played one week. So, all things considered, yeah, about 310. See, keep scrolling up there. See where uh, Sal and I come into play. I'm pretty sure we're not far behind. Sal, I, yeah, Sal is 289. Okay, so we're both beating Sal. Sal is how many? I got Tree Fitty. There's no way I can be ahead of both of you guys, right? Sal's 28 points. But I, you've got to be ahead of me. I haven't touched my team since I, I, you know, put it together. Patrick Endy, 271. Played Alley Cats with him. Shout out Alley Cats. <laughs> Shout out Pat Endy. Haven't seen him in years. Yeah, you're at least top 250. My team is. Uh, Unless I missed you. Feliz Nabilad. That is the. Uh, Team name, pun off of a uh, playoff of uh, Nebby Keita. Had a good goal this week, honestly. Did you see that goal? I did. That was, a, that was a nice little value. I mean, that's the only thing he did right in the game, but you know, that was a nice little goal there. To me, from a Chelsea fan perspective, you possibly be in the, in the hundreds. He, in he reminds me of N'Golo Conte when he scores goals. Like, no one <laughs> expects does, him yeah. to, so the whole team just swarms him. <laughs> it's an absolute just, worldie. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, yeah, it's always impressive. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's he got two goals champions. this year, both of them volleys from outside the 16-yard or the 18-yard box. Um, so yeah, your, your team's too good to track down. Yeah, I mean – you know, I wasn't going to brag, but... Yeah, Bruno. Oh, yeah, I've got Lukaku. I've got Harry Kane, who doesn't score goals this year. Oh, yeah. Team yeah. is stacked. Only you had Mo Salah, like, uh, like I do. It's the uh, current best player in the world, hottest player in the world, best form out of any player in the world. Um, but back to the United-Liverpool game. If there's going to be one player that makes a difference in this game, who do you think it's going to be? For each team. You can go for each team. Well, the difference maker for United seems to always be Ronaldo in one way or another. If it's a good or bad, he's he's kind sure. of the X factor. He has to play because he's come, he's come out and told Ali, "I'll yeah. tell you when I'm when not fit. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm out there all the time." He's he's Coach Cristiano. Yeah, probably better than Coach Keppa. 
but he doesn't need to <laughs> be out there all the time. Name. <laughs> he was a he was a player they brought in and didn't need someone in that position. Yeah, he's great. He's world class, but you didn't need him. And now he is a distraction at times when he probably doesn't. Yeah, doesn't need to get himself involved every single touch. You can tell he's possession. frustrated. You can tell he's frustrated with with a lot of the, the way stuff's going. Even in their win against uh, uh, Atalanta the other day, I mean, he looked frustrated for for the majority of the match. And maybe it wasn't because he's scoring, not getting involved, not getting shots on target, whatever the hell it may be. I mean, he he looks overly frustrated more so than I saw him at Juve, more so than I saw him at at. Uh, at, at uh, Real Madrid, but maybe it's because he wants to score for United and knows what's going on as far as, you know, them not really getting out of the group stage the last couple of years. So and he's always been an attention whore. Oh, he is. He, he is. knows that the clock could have just ended with the, whore. I the think sands whore. of the hourglass mm-hmm. are running out. So, if, so you got Ronaldo for, for United, for Liverpool. Biggest guy that's going to make a difference for them in order to get them a, a W. A W, it's going to have to be whoever's filling in in that midfield. Whoever is in there to try and limit mm-hmm. Pogba. I mean, Fred gets a lot of shit, but Fred still does a lot of the dirty work. Boy, I hope they play that, Fred this week. In that United midfield. You know, and out of all the midfielders, if, if Bruno cannot go, I hope to God it is Fred because I, I feel like Fred would get eaten up by Fabinho. Like, it's too easy to just say that. Virgil and Allison are going to be the main keys for them because they are going to face pressure. Yeah. You do have plenty of firepower over yeah. at United. It's going to be tough to win. Oh, I'm rooting for a draw. Oh, of course. I mean, as yeah. a Chelsea fan, you kind of have to. I'm selfish. Um, I, I honestly, as far as United goes, they need to be able to to stay on the attack and not so much play defense. Because if they're, if they're sitting back – and not so much sitting back, but if they're playing defense or, or on the counter, Liverpool's going to score two, three, four, five goals like they did in the last match. They beat them mm-hmm. four two, um, and the majority of the goals were two, three of the goals were counters. So I mean, that's that's something that they they have to you know learn on and improve on in order to beat this Liverpool side. Yeah, if this match gets lopsided, that's the direction. That's it's the gonna direction go. it's going to go because that's I mean the way Mo Salah's playing right now, he's going to score. You know he's going to score. It's what he does right now. I, I I don't. There's no way around it. The guy's the best, hottest player in the world right now. I like that hottest. He's he's, not. he's in top form. Most informed player. I, I the only guy that even comes close is Kareem Benzema, and he plays Shakhtar Donetsk and freaking teams in the bottom of uh, La Liga. Um, so I mean, he's not playing the top of the you know top of the crop as as Mo Salah is when he scores against you know Man City in that fashion. I mean, that's something different. Mo Salah wouldn't struggle against. FC Sheriff. Uh, no, he wouldn't. No. Uh, no, disrespect to no disrespect. No disrespect to Sheriff. Group D. Yes. <laughs> Who, uh, yes. No, no. I, I call him the Danny Estradas. You know, the whatever his name is. The guy that was in Chips. Is that his name? Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada, same thing. Punch. Who the hell's Danny? Yeah, I come up with that. Anyways, uh, as far as Liverpool goes, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's the midfield. If they control the midfield, they win this game. And I think they win it handily. Um, if. The midfield, who I think it's going to be, I don't know if Curtis Jones starts. I think he comes on later. I think it actually may be Fabinho, Henderson, Keita, um, which I think is the strongest Fab, three. Yeah, and with Fab back there in that six role, he's going to allow Keita to kind of move up the pitch and let Jordan Henderson kind of be that that number eight that he's more comfortable as. Keita is the guy that will make shit happen um, going forward if they play him on the same side as Mo Salah, where he's more successful. I like it. I like him over there. Um, meaning Jordan Henderson has to go to his weaker side. The only other guy I could see Tim throwing in there, and I can't believe I'm saying it because if you told me this last year, I would have said there's no way in hell given the midfield we have going in this year. But James Milner. James Milner could honestly be the guy that steps in there, starts this game, and goes 90 minutes, and you don't even know he's there because he does his job. You know, And that, that's that's the one guy I think they throw in there, maybe instead of Nabby. If they need, if we need a goal late, throw Nabby in. Who knows? But um, I think it's it's definitely you hit the nail on the head. It's the midfield, and for United, I mean, I was gonna go with their with Cristiano, but David de Gea needs to have a fucking game. Yeah, he does. Because because there's no way in hell that they're not gonna keep Liverpool out of the net. It's how many times you're gonna keep them out of the net. Exactly. Um, they're gonna score. They're gonna score. The way they're they're this is the best Liverpool's offense has looked. Since that Champions League winning or the Champions League winning season, 
So mm-hmm. looking at it right now in eight matches so far, United's conceded ten goals. Liverpool scored twenty-two. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be one team's averaging almost three per match, and one team's allowing more than one per match. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna score. They're and at given, least gonna get plenty of chances. You got like injuries. Said. You got injuries back there. You got you know who knows Maguire. I mean, the guy's a refrigerator back there. If you saw him against Leicester, I mean, he's no slouch. But yeah, I'd rather play without a center back if I knew he was gonna give up goals like that. Varane is injured. He's most likely out. Um, so you're looking at Victor Lindelof and uh, Eric Bailly to kind of shore up the ship back there. Maybe they play a back three. Lindelof's Maybe. in my fantasy squad last yeah, year. Uh, last year? And so you better not have him this year. Yeah, I didn't do well last year. Wasn't his I, fault. Wasn't all his fault. I, I was awful last year in fantasy. I played like shit. But, um, I we'll kicked in a high uh, gear around February. We'll get to our uh, our picks for that one. Um, I want to touch on a weird subject here that I saw this morning. Paul Pogba is going to be wearing a vegan boots for the game. What that means, I don't know if you, technically if you can, I mean it's not can like, you eat not them? real leather. Is there is like it, what do they just take it? I did like was there egg in boots? Like cruelty free boot. I don't understand what the hell it goes. I thought it was rubber. Like then again, I don't. I have no idea. But because not only it's all made from recycled, a lot of clubs have done that. They they've been wearing kits made from hundred percent recycled. If materials. they play the match, I I hope that at the end of the game, you know, they do the jersey swap. I hope he does a boot swap, and I hope one of the Liverpool players eat the boots. No, he won't do that. Like, he'll auction them off, and like then here comes, and then it'll go. It'll go to a good cause. Here in the comes end, I'm the sure. cleft James Milner with a, a Paul Pogba boot in his mouth. I think that's. Uh, I think that's kind of weird, but it'd be the most exotic thing James Milner's done in years. Is that the dumbest equipment that you've ever like? You think of equipment like boots and you know chingars and stuff like that. Like, is that the dumbest piece of equipment that you've seen on a soccer pitch? I don't even know if it's the dumbest piece of equipment in that squad with Ronaldo's shin pads. Ronaldo's shin pads. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a collage of it. If you know, if everybody hasn't seen this, it's it's it, it's, it's pictures. It's like an homage four, to five, six. Yeah, they're all his own face. I'm sure there's one shirtless pic of himself mm-hmm. on there too. Just self-indulgent. I mean, if I looked like that, I'd probably have pictures of myself up too, though. If I looked like that, I'd want someone to punch me in the face. I mean, I'm not talking face. I'm talking like still. like the six pack, the washboard abs and shit like that. Like and once upon a time, we all looked like that. Yeah, one day. Yeah, I uh, you know Photoshop was a thing. He is what 36? 36, 36, 36. Yeah. yeah, we've got I got six years to get to that point. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I, I you know it's it's part of it's part of the job here. We'll we'll get in shape and. If I had a little bit of a pay raise, I could spend more you, time Sam. at the gym. Get at you, Sam. I could look like Ronaldo, <laughs> passing it off. <laughs> the uh, put in a good word for me. Uh, Champions League was this weekend. Um, a lot of big uh, surprises. Let's go over your top surprise through three match weeks and your biggest worst surprise in three match weeks. My favorite surprise, hands down, is FC Sheriff. I know I, I, did, I gave a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a dig there, but yeah, now I'm I'm heaping all the praise on Hell it. Hell yeah! It was the group of death. I mean, Grand Liverpool's group also. True. Was that but C or a B and D? As games go on, that is becoming the group of death. Yeah, because yeah, Sheriff, they, I mean, they're they've never played in the competition before yep. whatsoever. They're from Moldova. Not a football Couldn't even find that on house. the map. Couldn't no, even find that on the map. You could give me a hundred guesses, and I probably wouldn't get it. I don't know if there are a hundred countries in Europe. I still might <laughs> I not never. get it. <laughs> I'd be making up countries. Like they just suffered their first defeat. Not that they won their first two matches against Shakhtar Donetsk and Real Madrid. Two yeah. one in Madrid. What was their last result against? Uh, they lost three one at. 3-1. Yeah, in Milan. So still, they they lead the group. They're level on points with Real, but with the head-to-head goal difference at two to one and two massive road goals. Yeah, not like Real Madrid can't bag four when they go to Moldova. Yeah, it's not going to be the loudest atmosphere they've ever played in. I can only imagine that stadium seats. Yeah, four figures exactly, and and that's that's one of the things that I think if you can imagine Sheriff somehow getting to that, if they get you got to think they get one more win. They're in, right? I mean, they're they're only two points ahead of Inter. That's going to be the tough part. They need a result against either Inter or or uh, Real think, Madrid. Yeah, I think their better bet would even be yeah they're going to have to beat 
They're going to have to at least get a draw out of one of those two games. If they could reclaim, if they win 2 0 at home against Inter Milan, which again, yeah. it's FC Sheriff. They're. Their backs are up against the wall every they're time they go above out in this potential. competition. Yeah, you know they're playing above their potential and they're and they're doing great. Yeah. But I think you're but right. A, a Results two, have to happen. A two nil home win, they get that tie break back. Yeah, over top of Inter, and then all you have to do is what a what a cool and, little story that is. Because then, like you said, I think that's their next match now in, now in Champions League is against Inter Milan. Let me hit you with this question: Say they get through. It is. Say they get through to the to the knockouts. Are they the team you're looking forward to playing, or are they the team you kind of want to avoid oh, no. with how hot they are? You totally looking play forward them, to right? playing. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the team you, you want to draw. If anything, you know, you don't want to. You don't really want to draw. I mean, at the moment, it, a lot it would of be a chance I'm willing to take. Yeah, yeah. And your biggest, your your biggest, uh, I guess, failure, I guess, so far of yeah. of the from of, from a baseball standpoint, Braves have been pretty hot this last yeah. week and a half. Dodgers won 106 games, almost 20 more games than the Braves during the regular season mm-hmm. as an Astros fan. If they win one of these next two, potentially two, against Boston, I'd still rather face the team that, you know, over a larger sample size hasn't gotten Lost it done to that point. Yeah, yeah, because the one team is still an absolute powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And in the knockout stage of the Champions League, pretty much any team in that pot two is yeah. still going to be – a pretty good Just, team. Yeah. Yeah. Massive club. No matter who they are. Right now, you're if if the season of the competition ended today, Man City in Patsu, Dortmund, Real Madrid, Chelsea. It's it's not going to be easy for any of the other clubs in pot one. It's not. And some of those, yeah, you got Salzburg at one. Again, Sheriff currently halfway through. Ajax playing well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> look at Leipzig. That's that's my my bad surprise at this yeah. point. I think they they caught a tough draw, City and PSG in that group, but they lost to Club Bruges. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, they, Bruges, who, Bruges, they've looked they've been looked good. pretty well, but Leipzig's got to do more than that. Yeah, they have to, and they haven't been playing well domestically either. Mm-hmm. They are struggling. Yeah, put it lightly. I would say that, that that group, I think, presents the biggest confusion because I, I don't know necessarily if we're seeing the best of those teams in that group. Maybe outside of – I wouldn't even say with PSG because they, they did have a, a draw against Club Bruges. So I don't know if that's really a good scale to take a good look at those teams. Um, top to bottom there, I don't think Man City, you know, played as well as they did against against uh, PSG. Um, I don't think they played that that great. I think PSG has played great against against Man City. But yeah. then again, you look at RB Leipzig, I think they're a better team than they're showing us in that group in the Bundesliga. I think they're a little bit better. Um, Jesse Marsh, the you know, the US guy over there, I think so far doing a pretty good job, except for Champions League right now. That's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. Um and it's all still early. They it is they can still make it. They get three wins, they're in. Yeah, they beat Bruges, and then all of a sudden they only need a result against City or PSG, and they at least qualify for Europa knockout. Yeah, at least, and they and they deserve that. It is a pretty good team. Um, my big surprise so far, and I know this is going to sound homerish, but the fact that Liverpool have nine points out of that that group, I'm okay with it. I I think that's that's surprising, at least to me, considering their their away record in the Champions League. Um, Group stages in the last like four or five years, they haven't been that great. When they go to Italy, they've lost pretty much all their games. When they go to Spain, they lost most recently to Real Madrid last year. They have no easy opponents this None. year either. No, so they, really and they, they have to play. They have to play all their. You know, it has to be a full squad, full team effort to get all those wins. The fact they won the first three games surprises the hell out of me. They scored eleven. Eleven and conceded in my estimation just five. Right, five. five? So I think that's that's something that that I'm I'm glad that they're scoring. The concessions of the goal have been goals have been stupid. If you look at the the AC Milan game, two goals in four minutes, and then look at the uh, the uh, Madrid game, two goals in the span of of ten minutes, both by Antoine Griezmann, both defensive errors inside the eighteen yard box. So it's a fun game from my perspective. It was a fun game. It was a fun game in general. Um, I, so I, I don't necessarily think that that group has lived up to what 
their expectation is yet as far as the way they're going to battle. But that's going to come down to the last game day as to who gets through, whether it's going to be Porto or Era. Um, for the hell of it, I would not be surprised if AC Milan gets through still. I think they've played pretty good football so far. So far. Um, even though they're in last place, sitting on they're zero. They're four points back a second. Four points back a second. I mean, that's that's not something to, to really fret about at this point. Three games, you win two of those, you're through. You win two of those, you're through. Yeah. And that's given, you know, Liverpool do have to help you out a little bit, and they can. So I, I think Liverpool is the big surprise for me. I, I Even as a fan, did not see them doing as well. If I was to pick another team, though, that surprised the hell out of me right now, IX. Yep. Um, we're talking about it before we started. Absolute studs right now. They they are flying up and down the pitch, scoring a crap ton of goals. They're the other team that kind of surprises me. If anybody's kind of letting me down um, so far right now, you know, I was thinking about about the RB Leipzig, and I just didn't think it was fair because the the group they're in. Um, if anyone's letting me down right now, it's probably it's probably United. I mean, yes, they sit top of the group. But my God, you have the easiest group in the Champions League, and you're still—you already lost to the team that's bottom. Um, you should have lo- yeah, probably lost to the team that's second. Yeah, they're three points above bottom of the group. You needed a last-second winner to beat uh, Villarreal, who's in third. So I am just shocked that that with that team that they've assembled, with that firepower they have up front, you can't give anything better than what what that is right now. And they're are they sitting what one or two points ahead? Two points up on Atalanta and Villarreal, but they have the third best, or sorry, second best goal differential. They and they shouldn't. It shouldn't be that that. It shouldn't good. be tight like that. It shouldn't be tight like that. They should be dominating that group. They should have three out of three wins, without a doubt. The fact that they had to come back uh, in two of those and they lost the other one on a last second goal to a team that honestly they shouldn't. It shouldn't even have probably been in the Champions League. That's the the biggest, I guess, surprise as far as. Um, disappointments goes, I guess, for me. Yeah, because it's not as, you know, another one that's a disappointment for sure, but we've talked about them in the past. Mm-hmm. Barcelona, it's not surprising that they're struggling right now. They were a mess off the pitch Yeah, all summer up to this point. It seems like they might have a little bit of stability. They, they've come out and say that they're they're sticking by Komen. Yeah, and think of it this way, Sean. Who had some one of the best windows this summer? Manchester United. Getting Jaden Sancho, getting Rafael Varane. I mean, they signed a couple new contracts. And they, getting they, Ronaldo. They got like, they got what Ronaldo on a free. On a, I think it was like twenty mil, if that. It's technically almost a free. For yeah, for a player, a player his of caliber, caliber. Yeah. And then yeah, Varane was a discount. Mm-hmm. Sancho, even Sancho, I think his mil. price came down from what it was last year. Just he, been, he wasn't replicating the same numbers. Could have been ninety million pounds last year. So I mean, yeah, they they got they have one of the better windows. Sancho hasn't done squat. Honestly, it looks like one of the worst signings of the summer so far. Um, but part of that fee they pay because he's young, he's got potential. True, true. Yeah, he's only what 20, 22 years old, twenty one. I'll never be upset if United, you know, has issues though. Me neither. Me neither. They deserve it. Um, so yeah, that's my biggest surprise. Um, I know you had something you wanted to ask me. Yeah, of the, you know, thinking not just limited to Champions League, because if you're doing a, a European club power ranking, yeah, you've got clubs like, you know, like Napoli. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've even conceded yet in They look good yesterday. In Europe. Yeah, they, they're playing well. They're not in the easiest group either. They've got Leicester in there. I'm pretty sure they've conceded, but they're top, or at least the other day, they were top of Serie A. Yeah. The level of competition they're at, they wouldn't crack necessarily the top five of the power rankings. Mm-hmm. But of say you have a top five, how yeah. many English teams are in your top five? Three, easily three. And that could that have changed? Yes, this week. But I give the benefit of the doubt to the team that I have in there. So if, my, if I go five to one, Chelsea's my fifth one. Haven't played very well this last. Two three weeks. I, I don't think they have. They should have lost to Brentford. Uh, should have easily lost that game. No, they shouldn't. I think they should have lost that game. I thought Brentford outplayed them. They were in control for a while. They were in control for a little bit. Brentford I, did dominate that last twenty minutes. They, easily. I mean, thirteen shots. It's like in a the second masterclass. To I keep mean, them in that. If it, one man literally saved you three points. He saved the one with literally his the face. side of his face. Yeah. So I thought that was a. I thought that was a, a great game for him. But I don't think Chelsea have looked very. Very good the last couple of matches. I don't think they've 
especially with Lukaku not being able to get on the score sheet, I think is a problem right now. They solve that, they're, they're fine. They'll move up the list. So I've got Chelsea at five. Are your two non-English clubs PSG and Bayern? Yes, yes. And the, the next one is Bayern. Nailed it. If Bayern, if Bayern played... Uh, if Bayern played in a league that actually had uh, teams in it, they'd probably yeah. be they'd probably be higher on the list. Um, the and fact that they score five at that at the break against Bayern Leverkusen, who's <laughs> in the Europa League, but still a damn good team. But of that too, they they scored what four goals or maybe five goals in less than a ten minute span. They are yeah. prone to disappear. They get streaky. They can again. They can. They can yeah. rain goals down. I think. I think the thing with with Nagelsmann though, and this is part of his game, is they're gonna they're gonna score a crap ton of goals. They're gonna score a crap ton of yeah. goals. It's a matter of how many times can can you outscore your opponent every every week? Because that's what it's gonna be with him. Defense is is is, is shaky. Is it's been for Bayern in years, um, and that's that's not really saying much. So, I mean, you don't really expect. Look at look who they got in their back line. Nicholas Sula, you got. You got the American back there, uh, Richards. It was not really getting game time. You got Pavard. You got uh, uh, no Alba. He's gone. He's mm-hmm. at Real Madrid. You've got Davies back there. I mean, they're they're Fonzie. Fonzie. Yeah, they're not really they're not really built up defensively. Uh, Did you see the clip of Fonzie when he pulled Leo Messi uh, Leo in his Messi. ultimate team pack. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go to go to what is this Instagram or something like that. He fanboyed uh, out real big. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so I got Bayern fourth. I got Man City third. Um, I think Man City, the loss to to uh, PSG and then the draw to Liverpool, where the, I, I thought Liverpool kind of dominated for certain aspects of the game, um, really kind of opened them up. Kind of different to see Man City in a in a light like that, the way they play those two games. Mm. So I put them third for right now. Most likely they'll probably end up one by the end of the year. PSG are number two. Liverpool's number two. Uh, Liverpool, I have number two right now. Um, they're winning everything. They they have yet to lose a game this year. I think they're one of the few teams in Europe that have yet to lose a game. Um, knock on wood. Uh, I I just don't think there's a weakness right now that is blaring. Like last year was you know center back. We lost at this point last year. We had no uh, no Joel Matip, no Virgil Van Dyke, um, and we were playing a midfielder at center back. And that's not given the injury we would have in three weeks' time to Joe Gomez. So. I think the 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 holes in this team right now are the smallest that they've been in in a while. I think this is one of the strongest teams I've seen Liverpool have since they won the Premier League. Um, so I would definitely give them number two, and then PSG number one. Um, I think they're kind of getting things clicking. I think it's they finally. I think Messi has shown you too know, much star power. I'm still Messi, you know. Yeah, too much star power. They they will come through. They will look, uh, you know themselves in the next you know few months and kind of get on a winning streak that uh, I don't think anybody can really beat them. So I still have PSG number one for right now. So just for clarification, mm-hmm. you have the defending champions of Europe and current top of the Premier League table, Chelsea. Yes. Fifth best in the power rankings. I do. All right. I do. What are yours? Right now. From five to one. I also have PSG one, like everything you said. Yeah, PSG. They, they were a, they were a dangerous team before this summer that they had. Yeah, adding Donnarumma, Hakimi, Wijnaldum, who hasn't even really played yeah. much at all. He's kind of actually been awful at certain times. Yeah, bringing in Leo Messi to go with Neymar and Mbappe. Just too many Sergio Ramos. Mm-hmm. Just literally too many names to fail. And then I have Chelsea at number two. Chelsea at the, two. They've okay. only conceded one goal in Champions League group stage, and it was not even 15 seconds into the second half against Juve. Chiesa. Yep. It was yeah. It was a quick strike. They planned it out in the locker. Had to be planned out in the locker room. Same thing. Liverpool. They conceded one goal on. Mm-hmm. A handball on the line, red card, played the entire second half, yeah. didn't concede a goal. So to me, they are still their second best in in okay. Europe. Three, I have Liverpool. Four and five are where I get a little tough. Four, I have Bayern. Five is where I have City. Wow, okay. Why City so low? I think part of it is just my bias. 
I don't want to put them higher. They did finally just beat Chelsea, so they they do deserve more as far as you know a power ranking is concerned. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I just keep going back to their you know they lost three matches. Pep lost three matches to Tuchel when he first took over think, at Chelsea. Do you think that Man City make a move to get somebody this this uh, January this January transfer window? I'm sure they will to get a striker. I think it's got to be a striker. It's got to be a striker, right? I mean, they're that's... the only I'd say true striker that they have there is Gabriel Jesus, and they play him on the wing more often. And Ferran Torres now is out. Yeah. Ferran Torres, I mean, who would probably be one of your other, you know, center forward kind of, you know, right forward, the right wing type guy. He's out now for a considerable amount of time, at least the next month. So who knows what the heck's going on there? So I, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. I would like to see them falter for if they falter once in the next couple of weeks. I could see them dropping to a five for me. Um, for sure, moving Chelsea up, moving Bayern up, um, but I got I got to see more. I got to see a little bit more from them. Um, quickly though, your take on the takeover of Newcastle? Um, they uh, they they just did get rid of uh, Steve Bruce, so um, making a move there early. Um, good for football, bad for football. Your take on that? Say it's good for football. We can finally get Rottenham Hotspur out of the big six. They don't belong there. Flash in the pan. Let's get Newcastle. Let's get a let's get ownership that actually wants to spend money. Yeah, Chelsea fan. I'm totally okay with. Yeah, because you got you got owner, the money rich too. Owners coming in. If they if they care about winning, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about to me. The the ownership groups that you have at say United and Liverpool at times they care more about their investment mm-hmm. than the actual silverware. Yeah, when Abramovich bought Chelsea, he's a huge fan of the game. He wanted he wanted the glory. Yeah, he knows he's going to have more money than he can spend for the rest of his life. And <laughs> this the Saudi ownership group has more money than they can spend in a yeah. thousand lifetimes. Three hundred and twenty-five billion dollars. So if, if they're going to come in again, you still you needed to convince the players to come to Newcastle when City had the takeover. It didn't happen overnight. It took a little. It took a the couple of though, years to start getting enough quality players. This in one technically happened overnight, in. though. This one seems like it could happen overnight. I mean, they've got deep enough pockets to make it they, happen. They, I mean, it seems like they want to go out and spend a hundred million pounds, two hundred million pounds this January. It's, and where they sit right now, they kind of need to. They're nineteenth. Yeah, they're boy. I hope they get relegated. I hope they get relegated. I want, I want the, I want their road to be to, to success to be as difficult as possible. I don't like when when countries own. I don't think countries should own teams. And, and I know some people would be like, oh, well, technically it's not a country. You know, it's it's an ownership group that is funded by. It's it's a freaking country. It's a goddamn country. PSG is owned by a country. Man City is owned by a country. Chelsea technically almost ah. owned by by an oligarch. I mean, if anything. So I mean, they teams like that. I don't. I don't like the way Putin's not the owner. I'd rather have it be singular owners, singular ownership groups that basically you know can fund money into a team, build a team the right way. Um, I think it hurts the game. Uh, The same way the Super League would have hurt football, I think this could actually have the same effect because this is going to basically make Man City, Newcastle, Man United. A, a big powerhouse, and I'm not including Liverpool in that because I don't know what the heck uh, Fenway Sports Group is going to do. Um, they would need to sell the the Liverpool Football Club to be for us to be successful. If if it goes this route where those three teams break off and take off, that's where it is. And I think Chelsea would be the next one to follow. So four, there's four there now. So I think it, it's going to hurt the game. Um, hopefully, you know, failure after failure after failure is what they have. Um, I hope they get relegated. I hope they also get fined somehow. I hope the, they lose ownership. Whatever it may be, whatever the worst case scenario is uh, for that ownership group, I hope happens. I kind of hope they hire Super Frank. <laughs> Just to see him fail again? I, I would was, love that. I can't remember if it was if it was Dan or Rob. I don't think Sal brought it up at first, but we got a little Chelsea group chat, and we were talking about the odds of or the possibility of Frank Lampard taking over as Newcastle manager and how we'd feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just, I'd, I'd love it for him up front. 
but just knowing he'd probably be on that same kind of short leash with Newcastle that he was at Chelsea. The amount of money that they're willing to put into this club, they're going to need the results, and they're not going to sit back and wait on a project anymore. But, so if he takes over and does incredibly but well. But here's what I'm going to say to that. Then he could be a problem. He just had the same thing at Chelsea and failed. Right. He just had all the money, all the players, all that. Was given to him. Failed. Miserably, in my in my estimation. Yeah. I mean, you literally put a guy in there midseason won the Champions League. You bring a guy in there who you tell him, we're behind you on this project, bring in a bunch of players, and you expect him to figure it all out in less than six months from the time that you bring in all those big high-priced names. What he did year one to me far outweighs the failures in year so basically getting them to the Champions League? Year third half. I mean, I, I just don't think it's I, – I don't think he's a good enough manager. I don't um, either. I think there's – I think there's, I love it for him as a person. I think if anybody should take that job, and, and if you really want to go about spending money the right way and, and kind of taking guys away from other teams, you go get freaking Zinedine Zidane. You give him whatever money he wants. You give him Shut whatever up. money he wants. Don't say that. I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> don't but say it. You put that in the universe if already. there's one thing that they need to do, it's him. Pay him whatever – I mean, they got the money. Pay him whatever the hell he wants. Give him a blank checkbook and and say, write the number down. It's, it's yours. Let's hope nobody in Newcastle listens to Over the Bar. Yeah, I, I, I doubt they will. But um, I doubt they, they're probably, you know, listening to some some weird podcast. Don't I have no idea. Don't you say that. But, Don't um, you ever say that. Yeah, I, I, I think if you're going to really make, make a immediate rise as quickly as possible, that's the guy you go get. And you go get him before Man United do. Because I think Man United is the team that he'll probably go for first. Um, if you're Zidane, do you say no to United because you know Newcastle might come knocking? I would. It, in certain situations, yes. I would have to see what they're – first things first, they need to spend in January. Get me good players. If they get me good players then and they are willing to spend again like $200 million plus in the summer, then I would consider it. And I would, I would need to have at least one world-class player. And I don't know much about, other than the just financial strength of this ownership group or what they intend to do from the football side. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to actually make these decisions as far as player recruitment, development? Yeah. And, and spending is the one thing that it doesn't matter who they put in well, there. Well, again, money buys. They can support They're going to probably try to buy the best. I mean, think of yeah. it this way. If they wanted to, they can go buy Liverpool's director of, of football operations right now. His contract ends at the end of the year. Why not get him? Michael Edwards literally signed Sadio Mane, uh, Mo Salah, got Virgil van Dijk, um, Andy Robertson for 8 million pounds, um, went and got Allison back. I mean, you that guy's done it. If you want somebody that's experienced that is being chased by Real Madrid right now, go get him. That's the guy you go get. If this ownership transition had happened a year ago, would Leo Messi be playing at Newcastle right now? Um, no. No, I would still say that Man City have a better chance of landing him than Newcastle. But they didn't land him either. But the thing is, you bring him in. How much more are they really going to be able to spend? And is he not going to a worse situation than he was already at Bayern or at Barcelona? I don't know. That's that's a good question. That would be as to what they could still spend. Yeah, they got loads. Plenty, they got they got plenty to blow. But are they going to spend it one on the right players to bring in? I mean, you look at that defense right now. That defense needs a complete overhaul from goalkeeper all the way through. I'm pretty sure they have more thousands of dollars than I have pennies to my name. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that many pennies in my life. That they three hundred. Look, I got a lot of pennies to my name. Three hundred twenty-five billion pennies. It's a lot of pennies. It's a lot of pennies. Um, I'm not struggling, but neither are they. One last thing. Let's go to our uh, let's go to our picks um, for this week. Obviously, we got the big one. We'll get to that. Um, big one's Arsenal Aston Villa this afternoon. That is the, right? that is the the Emmy Martinez Derby. Yeah, the Emmy Martinez Derby. back of the Emirates, um, ready to prove himself. So yeah, Premier League got some some top games this week. Um, Saturday a little bit more, I would say duller than uh, than normal. Um, say that again. But we'll start off with the the Arsenal Villa game. Arsenal coming off the loss to uh, uh, or the draw, excuse me, the draw should have been a loss to uh, Crystal Palace on Monday. 
uh, facing off against Villa 3 p.m. later today. What do you like in that one? I like Villa. I like Villa to make it interesting at least. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a scoreless draw. It just doesn't have that feel about it. This is a Villa team, and I'm not. I'm not trying to to uh, you know dig a dig a deep hole for them. And I know your father's a big fan, but this is a team, a Villa team that's coming off giving up you know three goals in the second half to Wolves uh, in the in the loss last week. Oh man, that was wild. That was a wild game. We were well, Connor. Yeah, our bar back, Connor. Shout out to him. It was his 22nd birthday on Saturday. So he's a student at Union College. A bunch of his boys came in, and a few of them are apparently just Wolverhampton fans. I don't know how it happened. They went down to the casino, placed a few bets. They came in here. Connor's drinking his boot. I don't know why he brought it in the bathroom, but he broke it in the bathroom. He felt horrible. He's a sweet boy. Still still waiting on those boots, Connor. If you're listening, still oh, I think on they those came boots. in. Oh, no, not, not the ones he's buying. Oh no, he's been, he'll be buying more. Those Is he buying heavy sale. duty boots? Oh, he better be. They better they better be able to. Uh, he better I hope be so. Walking in with them. But as soon as they went down two nil, I just you know, any time that any team goes down two nil and someone's upset about it, it's that's the most dangerous lead in football. Can be. It can be. And to, it was. It was on Saturday. To certain teams, it can it can be a nightmare. So, um, one of his buddies was wearing a Kyrie Irving jersey. Ripped that right off. So kind of looked up. I'm like, hey. I'd feel better if you put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Excitement, sure. Happened like three minutes ago, though. Wolves got a good matchup this week. We'll go over that one. Oh, we got the phone ringing. This, don't they know it's pretty early? It's pretty early in here. Go ahead, Sean. Pick that up. Pick that up. You want to? Wolves beer garden disconnected. Either might help you. Yeah. Let's see what they got. What time are you open? I'm guessing that's what they're gonna. Ask. Oh, you are speaking with Sean right now. Oh, somebody's calling for you. Oh, well, thank you very much, Greg Clark. I actually brought my own lunch today. You are live on air right now. Ah, yes. Well, Over the bar podcast. Well, well, no one can hear you. I can only tell everybody what you're saying. Yeah. But, <laughs> Matt, you want any lunch? Pass uh, no, 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 I'm good. Tell him I said what's up. Tell him I said I'll see you in a little bit. Matt says we'll see you in a little bit. Yeah, swing on over. We're, uh, we're getting down to the wire, so if – uh, what, yeah, yeah, so they can, can they can step on it. Get him his, uh, get him, ask him what is his score prediction for Liverpool United. Yeah, while well, we got you, Pastor Greg, huge Liverpool fan. What uh, what are your score predictions for United and Liverpool on Sunday? I'm guessing he's probably going to go with high scoring affair. Two to one Liverpool, more realistic. He he wants to go three two. But uh, I can see that. I can see that. I'd love a two-two. Mm-hmm. More than anything, I'd love to see you in a few minutes. And sounds like I'm gonna. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I've seen a few, pal. That was fun. Um, anyways, just quick, uh, quick little score prediction: uh, Arsenal uh, later today. Arsenal Villa. Deuces two-two. Draw. Uh, I'm gonna go. 2-1 Villa. Um, early morning game. I know your favorite time slot. Same with Sal. Sal's favorite. Uh, 7.30 a.m. Uh, on Saturday, Chelsea Norwich. No way in hell Sal watches that one. Sal's, no way, yeah. He's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be 5.30 a.m. Oh yeah, I think at least. two hours. They're not three. No, it's three. Mouth. Is it's it three, three in yeah. Vegas? Yeah, Sal's not watching that. Sal's not watching. There's no way in hell. Not 4 a.m., no way. No way. I feel 2-0. Um, I, I like that score. I'm going to go a little bit more, though. Uh, I'm going to go 3 0. Um, 3 0 Chelsea, I assume. If, how long is Lukaku out for? At least the next two matches. Him and Werner both out the next two. Okay. I've seen Kai Havertz play well in that false nine. You're yeah. going to get more minutes from Ziyech. You're probably going to see more of Hudson Adoy. Yeah. Okay. I, I still think they score enough. Yeah, um, they're deep enough to take on. Norwich and Southampton. If if there's a hiccup game, I think it's probably their your their next game. Um, I think that's that's probably more more like it. Um, I care about Tuesday against Southampton, and then Saturday the thirtieth at Newcastle. I think that could be a hiccup game. I, I think if there's going to be the one that they're looking forward to, it's going to be that one. If there's a match to get injured in, it was that one against Malmo, Norwich, Southampton, Newcastle, Malmo again, and Burnley. The only opponents we have before. Leicester late November. Yeah, you couldn't have an easier stretch. Almost a full month. 
from now. They could they could honestly rest the rest of the that you know until after the international break. And they really might need it because that is it's coming right out of that November international. Is that, they've got Leicester away at Leicester, then home against Juve and home against United in three consecutive matches. Yeah, three matches in nine days, days nine eight days. days. So that's that's pretty good. Um, so you got days. I got three nil. You got two nil. Everton Watford ten a.m. Uh, Saturday. This one I think is going to be tighter than than people think. I'm going to go three two Everton. I'm thinking two one Everton. I'm there with you on the the narrow win, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not going to be a convincing, comprehensive win. Yeah, uh, Leeds Wolves. Uh, honestly, probably the best game on Saturday. Uh, Leeds Wolves ten a.m. Uh, probably the game I'm going to watch. To be honest with you. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot going on there at no. that end. Did lead or not least, did Wolves finally figure it out in that last 10 minutes against Villa? I think they did. I think they did. And Leeds, I think, have been disappointing this year. They have. Um, They've so, been what Sheffield United was last year. I wouldn't say to that extent, but I've, I, I would say I, I know where you're going with that narrative that they've been lackluster after a you know big year. And I think a lot of what helped them that first year, Melier was just yeah. standing on top of his head half those matches. Yeah, pretty much. He's been he's still been very good this year, but he is he's very young. He's not the biggest name, and you know it's just part of the development process. You're not going to be mm-hmm. that a one every single match. I'm gonna go three, two in that one as well. Wolves, I'm taking wolves. Taking wolves. I'm going. Th- I'll go two one leads. Two one leads. Um, Passle, Passle, Palace, Newcastle. Um, that's probably one of the worst match. I, I bet you that's probably going to end up the game of the week now. It, oh yeah, because I said that. So I, I think it's one of the worst matchups this weekend. That's um, got the potential for a six or seven goals. It's got the potential for at least one red card too. Yeah. Um, considering well, John Joe Shelby's out, I think it's true. Maybe he'll pass the baton off. Who knows? I mean, you still got Jamal Lasell in there. You know, you got Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred the other Zaha. Side. Uh, you know, Kuyate. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a probably going to end up one of those lackluster games unless it gets a little chippy. So, I'm going to go Palace two uh, one. We're on two two. Two two draw. Yeah, I think Palace. I mean, they got screwed late against Arsenal. True. True. I don't. I don't know. I don't recall what would have happened during stoppage time. Yeah. They headed that corner attempt clear after the four minutes of additional time had been played. Referee even watched. He looked at his watch and just, nope, we're going to keep this shit going. Yeah. Almost a minute later. Southampton Burnley. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw on this one. I think this one screams draw to me. I think that that one to me is screaming scoreless draw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the, with the defenses there, I could see that. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, and then the last game of the Saturday, Brighton uh, hosting Man City. Um. I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick Brighton to win. Oh, that's not surprising me at all. We're doing the same thing. Oh, you're picking Brighton too. Yeah. I'm picking Brighton to win, and I'm get. I think if Man City need a hiccup, I think this is gonna be it. What's um, your score? Two one. Fuck. Did you have the same thing? <laughs> I had it up uh, this whole time. All right. Hey, we got I'll the switch, same thing. I'll switch it up then. I'll go. No, I'll no, go. no, no, no. That's just guaranteed. Two one Brighton over City. Hit okay. the casino. Call your bookie. Yeah, do right. whatever you need to do. <laughs> um, good, actually, three really good games on Sunday. Yeah, uh, and then we'll also why not pick all, pick all Classico too uh, in a second. <laughs> Madrid. Yeah, right. Uh, first <laughs> one, first one off the uh, uh, on the Sunday uh, thing there is uh, is Brentford Leicester. Probably gonna be a pretty good game. I'd yeah, say. I want to go with the bees on that one. You're gonna go with them? Score? Yeah, they one zero. 1-0 Brentford. 1-0. I'm going to go Leicester 2-0. Um, no, I'm going to go Leicester 2-1. I think Brentford will at least get one. These are buzzing. They are. They, that's, it's a tough stadium to play in. You look at Liverpool and uh, Arsenal and Chelsea. Like those are, That's a tough place to go. I think Leicester, they've come a long way over the years, but they still, again, done a great job of reinvesting player yeah. sales. They got ton from Danny Drinkwater, Ben Chilwell, Riyad Mahrez. Just so many quality players out there. McGuire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was maybe the biggest, biggest robbery ever. <laughs> um, but they, they don't have a whole lot of depth 
in the last two years, they've been top four in the Premier League almost every week. Yeah, and then and the then very the last, last week. week, they fall out <laughs> and they go to Europa. And I think they just, they're not built to, to weather that match load. Yeah. And I think Brentford's the type of club that can just, just wear them they're gonna, down. Yeah, they're going to wear them down. I think that's going to be one of the better matches. It's a good one to start off with. Another good one, same time, actually. West Ham Tottenham. I think that'll be a really, really interesting match. Um, given West Ham, they they won in their uh, Europa League fixture this week, um, as did as did Leicester. Um, Tottenham loses Tottenham, in the Europa Conference League. T- yeah, that was bad. I think they're third in their group, maybe. I believe they are. Um, West Ham, I'm picking them. I'm picking them to win. I don't see I don't see a team right now that's outside the top six other than them that can really compete week in week out uh, with the top six right now. Um, Moises boys are playing. They're playing really very well. well. Um, so I've been go, for a while. I'm gonna go West Ham. I'm gonna go. Oh boy. I want to give him three goals. I'm gonna go two nil. I'm going two one. Two one. I want a Harry Kane goal for my fantasy team. You kind of need it considering I, where you are. I need it bad. Um, and then the game of the week: Man United Liverpool. Um, your score. I'll let you go first. One one. One one draw. Hoping who are your goal scores? You're gonna say Salah Ronaldo, aren't you? Not Ronaldo, but yeah, I was going Salah and then yeah, United. I was gonna say Lindelof on a header in a corner. <laughs> they're, they're gonna score a goal that they don't don't deserve. They don't deserve it at all. I'm gonna go four one Liverpool. Um Yikes. I'm gonna go four one Liverpool. I, I honestly think that this is the one of the best teams. Um, I've seen Liverpool have in a long time. We beat them last time with our sixth and seventh choice center back. Um, the firepower obviously is there on both sides. Van Dijk is back, so I think this is going to be one of those ones uh, where Liverpool win. Uh, do we have a we have a guest? He's uh, two guests. Two, two. Who else is there? All right, all right. So we're we're opening up. Uh, the uh, Wolf's Beer Garden Snacky location. Got a couple of guests showing up here. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go four-one, Liverpool over United. Um, I think that's. I, I think that's. I just can't see Liverpool losing the game. I think they're gonna score a lot. So. I missed most of what you said, but. Liverpool United four-one. Four-one. It was pretty. Four-one. I'm going four-one Liverpool. I think Mo Salah gets a pair. We we actually did. I did take those into it. Yes, they will be. James Milner will have them in his mouth by the end of the uh, end of the whistle. What you got down there? Is that a is that American classic? That's got to be Italian mix. Italian mix. Italian mix. It's got to be sub. I soap us has good subs. It is. It is pretty good. Homemade rolls. I'm a big fan of uh, Isopo's buffalo chicken wrap. If you haven't had it yet, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, uh, so that's that's that for this week's episode. Um, longer episode than, than, than most. A lot of football to talk about. Oh, I had a lot to catch up on after a few weeks off. True, true. Um, so, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Hopefully Sal will be back for that one as well. Tales of um, Vegas. Yes, he is. Uh, oh, yes, he's in Vegas. So what happens be, in Vegas, they say. It, it's not with Sal. And he can doesn't say come that. home. And he can stay there with Sal. So, uh, yeah, so we'll catch you guys on the next episode over the bar. Thanks, guys, for listening.